Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Corked Up. I'm Jess. I'm Rachel. Cheers. Okay. Cheers. By the way, you know why um, my hair is in braids and not like nicely washed? Um, I did not have any time because of so many games going on. And I legit felt like I, like, I don't have time to like shower and do my, I showered, but like yeah. do my hair. So. Um, I'm not going to lie. I went for my run this morning, did some squats, did not shower. Just going to put okay. it out there. I don't know well, <laughs> what I'm doing right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I showered, I worked out, but. Yeah. At least one of us did. Good for you, sweet cheeks. What is our wine word today, Mamacita? Um, it's playoffs because we want you, in honor of your team's advancing, we want you to be able to get shit-faced. I deserve it. And you know what? I'm cheating on wine. Mama's having whiskey tonight. It's okay. You're allowed. Because, and I was just talking to the guys, like, they can't celebrate like they used to. That's one of my favorite parts of the playoffs in the postseason is they just get hammered. and with like the goggles and the rookies can't wear the goggles. They want to feel the burn, all that. So we don't get to do that. However, Liam Hendricks will be putting while he's naked, which is why um, I had to delay the recording because Liam was Liam-y and told us what he likes to do. So we have a lot to go over. And obviously we haven't talked in a while because it's just been a shit show of a couple weeks, a good shit show. Um, But let's just get into it. Obviously the postseason's happening and it came just as fast as, anything else. Um, but let's talk from your perspective, Rach, just obviously we have the expanded playoffs and we can touch on that later, but overall, A, you were right. We made it to the playoffs. B, you're right. We did the right amount of games, but what are your thoughts on the expanded playoffs? Because I feel like Wait, right now- you're, you forgot the part I was right about. There's going to be fans too. Oh, like just gosh. keep telling yeah, There's also right. going to be fans. Yes, yes, yes. She is correct on that. Um, but we'll start with the first part with expanded playoffs. I mean, there was a trillion teams in the playoffs and there was a lot of wild card games. I'll give you my take afterwards, but what, what are your thoughts on the expanded playoffs? So I really, I do like it. I think, I mean, granted the 60 game season, I I think contributed to this aspect of it, but the whole season was exciting. And even just having up until what, like three days before playoffs, so many teams are still in it and there's so many exciting games to watch, which is really cool because a lot of times, you know, a majority of the teams at that point have already been eliminated. I mean, we see, especially the last couple of years, we've seen teams like in the beginning, sometimes like I think in August, the end of August being eliminated. So to have so many games or so many games leading up to the playoffs that are so crucial and important is really cool. Um, And I do like, there is something cool about having expanded playoffs and having so many teams be able to compete. However, I think I'm not sure the format I necessarily like, because when you have teams like a lot of times the, you know, the teams that are the seventh or eighth seed, they might've like gotten hot at the right time. And so for, you know, you have the Dodgers, let's say who, you know, finish first and, um, have the best record, but they're going to have to face the team that's the hottest, you know? So like, I kind of like this idea of either a buy round or, um, having them maybe get to pick who they face. Right. But my other issue with it is there's something I don't like about 
teams that are not even 500 that are going to be in the playoffs. Like in my head, yeah. I, if you want to have expanded playoffs, fine. But I mean, you got to at least have a winning record. I agree. And, I, and I'm thinking from an ace perspective where this team cannot win the West and then they finally do. And it's like, what? Yeah. That's they're still going to have to be in the wild card game. The A's in the wild card game are like water and oil. It just like they don't mix. It doesn't happen. Yeah. So obviously not they, this year. they did this year. And, you know, if anything, they won wild, one wild card game. Like that alone, like was crazy. Yeah. Um, but I also, then the matchup was good, but not all the matchups are going to be good. Right. I mean, right. we head into it. I thought the twins were going to do a lot better. And I thought the reds were certainly going to do a lot better. And I don't think that that's necessarily fair because of that, but I did like how there were a lot of teams involved. Um, and it still felt like an actual baseball season, which is really good. Not, not like a joke where it's like, I know the Marlins are the Marlins made the playoffs through the Braves, but like the Mariners didn't make it and stuff like that. So it would be kind of stupid if certain teams made it and you're like, this is a joke of a season. Like stop. That's my biggest fear. Like at the end of the day, luckily a team that make that wins the world series is going to be a good one as opposed to like, Oh, well they're good for a 60 game season. Like just is what it is. Um, So now that we're going to continue about how great you are and right you are on things. um, I was genuinely Okay, let me rephrase. When I saw the NFL had fans on opening night, I was like, hmm, interesting. So now that MLB is doing that, they're going to have the championship series and the World Series. There'll be fans, limited, of course. Rachel did say that at the very beginning of the season where she said that was going to happen. And it's going to be in Texas. I don't know if that has anything to do with it because they're way more of a conservative state. But I'm kind of shocked that they're doing that, comma, but... Hopefully I can go like, that'd be kind of dope. So, I mean, I, I don't know how they're going to format it, but when you saw that, what, what are your thoughts on that? Besides I told you so. Okay. Yeah. So I told you so, but, um, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. That's, I think, I'm not sure exactly how it is going to work with, um, I guess all the, the NLDS and the NLCS that are in Texas, because yes, it is dependent on certain state guidelines. And that's, we see that I believe with football too, because not all the football teams are allowed to have fans in, but certain states, depending on their regulations, they can. Um, So obviously California is super strict. I mean, we still can't even go in, sit inside at a restaurant without, we can't do that. Um, I've been to plenty of other states. My gym opened up this week. Congrats. That's fantastic. I'm actually Uh, really excited. Not even gonna lie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm glad things are opening up. Um, I wish California would do it a little sooner. People can hate me for that, but whatever. Um, so Texas is much more relaxed in that sense, but to me, I don't see, there are so many other things that I think are way more, you're putting people, I guess, way more at risk by, you know, allowing people to exist in these areas than having a massive ballpark where you, you know, conservatively spread out people. You know, they're not jumping, like you assume they're not going to be, you know, like jumping up and down on each other, spread them out. It's I mean, not that's a- how I watch baseball games, but that's just a personal thing that I'm working on. Yeah. 
Wow. I'm all over people during baseball games. It's fine. Got people on your shoulders, right? Yeah. Like it's I'm, like I'm, usually, I'm actually always all over Susan Slusser, which I think it's probably a blessing that we're not in the same because I'm just like crawling all over her and stuff. And it's really embarrassing, but we go viral. So it's cool. There you go. That's all that matters. Do, <laughs> do it to go viral. Um, but I do think, so I, I don't see the problem with it. I think it's cool that fans will get to experience it. However, this kind of, goes into we were talking about this and I know Bauer was cool about it on Twitter how he was kind of upset and frustrated because you have the families that the away team cannot have their families at the ballpark Um, however the home team could now to be fair it was I mean well, not really to be fair. It was a very confusing like memo that they sent out to the agents and to the players and everybody really um, as to what was going to be allowed because I think everything they really planned for was for the bubble um, because I don't think MLB wanted to even try to make like specific hotels that were designated for family, et cetera, in all the different home cities. So they were like, we'll just save the wild card series. And, you know, it's just like only some, I guess, home team families can go. But the memo, the way they sent it out, it was, it was really confusing as to whether they were going to be allowed. I know. I was was like, I don't. So it didn't make it clear. That was the memo that we got. And and I showed you that too. But it didn't make sense as to it didn't talk about the wild card round. Everything was talking about as if the wild card round just didn't even exist. Like they addressed yeah. all the other stuff and they had all the different options of the tiers of whether you're going to be full quarantine, like the families are full quarantined with the player, or you could elect to be in like a guest hotel that MLB like provides, but you don't have to quarantine. So there were all these different kind of tier. There were like four different tiers, but nothing was related to the wild card round. And so a lot, you know, like the day before, I know like Bauer was telling me he was trying to talk to his parents. His parents were texting me trying to see if I had information on it the day before, you know, he, they started the series as to whether they could even go to Atlanta and be there. And so it kind of sucked for, um, I think for a lot of players, because, you know, you want, you want your family to be able to at least experience it. There's no reason the families can be in there. And I totally agree, especially because just from what I've seen across the entire season, the families are just are way more anal than the players themselves about, you know, being conservative of have everything delivered to you. And, you know, I have Jake Deepman on the team that I cover and he's been very vocal about it, which I've loved. And he even said, he was like, if you break protocol, I want nothing to do with you. Cause it's so easy to not break protocol these days. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad the Cardinals and the Marlins situation happened early in the season. So we can learn from it. And even weird things happen. Like, you know, Daniel Mengden, he did all the protocols correctly, but he still tested positive giants with Alex Dickerson. That was a false positive. These things do happen. And, but also if, even if you're, so even if you're not being irresponsible, things do happen. And um, I cannot tell you how amazing to see Marcus Simeon seeing his wife, Tara, and his kids in that suite, like, oh, it's going to make me cry. And um, just because, like, I'm so much better when I know people love me. And they were there. And, like, Tara and the kids never missed a game. He knew exactly where they were. And the entire concept and the wives were good, too. I talked to Amanda Deekman about it. Um, Hendricks, of course, uh, she was there. And they're spread out in the suites. And um, they're being smart about it. So 
And of course you hear people complain, like, why did they get to go to da, da, da. Well, the media is being smart about it too. When we get to go, we have to be very strict with our protocols and, you know, we're getting tested if we need to be there as well. So I want people to know, like, we're not being stupid about it. And they are. Wait, people are upset that why the families get to go to the games. I saw a couple of, of things like, why did, why did they get to go to get games? And I mean, so in their defense, I, agree, I think more, I think fans should be allowed to go and spread out and, you know, whatever throughout the ballpark. I think there's a way to do it. Um, however, if you're sitting here confused as to why the families should be able to for the postseason, they have not gotten to see a single game. They can't even go into the players' like parking lots, yeah. you know, to drop off their husband or whatever. You know, they to for them to get to sit from way above yeah. and experience a postseason game. I don't know why you're confused about that. Um, right. And I think it's fantastic that they get to finally see it a game. I hundred percent agree. Um, agree. Yeah. So it's been. I'm just, I'm still shocked that we're actually here, to be honest. Like, it just, it, it blows my mind. Um, so we're getting fans toward the end, all of that fun stuff. And yeah, Trevor was open about the families and, and I understand where he's coming from. Um, but another thing that happened today and actually happened both today and yesterday was in-game interviews, which I love. Give me in-game interviews until I can't stand it. Freddie Freeman, we got to see like the good side of him. Mookie Betts. Um, I think who else? Pete Alonzo did it. However, I think there's a time and place for it. So yesterday, Mark Hanna, our left, the A's left fielder, super chilly back. He's done it before. He's, he was mic'd up. Um, the ball didn't find him. However, today, Ramon Laureano, center fielder, the ball happened to find him. And this is an in-game ESPN interview, an elimination game, mind you. The ball found him in a lot of ways. There was an uproar about it on social media. I, and he dropped an F-bomb, which I think is important. I love that. That's great. However, during a playoff elimination game, I don't understand. Cause we talked to Marcus Simeon about it. And Simeon was just like, can is great with that. I want no part of it. I can't, like, I need to concentrate everything like that. So I get it, you know, and, and um, ESPN did say that they talked to the players association and they're okay with it. They obviously Ramon Laureano agreed to do it. And so did Mark Canna and that's happened. I think Justin Turner did it as well. And Jessica Mendoza, who was doing the broadcast said I've done it before um, when she was playing softball. So I know we talked to Trevor about this earlier, like in-game stuff is great. I think it's so important to the game. Yeah. But there has to be a line, right? Like if it's a post-season elimination game, let's not hope yeah. we don't like that. I, this, I I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I guess my thoughts, the way the where I come down on it is I'm all for mic'd up stuff. Put a mic on them and let's hear what they're saying. You know, if you get I whatever, an F-bomb. I don't know, maybe you have to make it so that it's, you know, that version or, you know, it's delayed. And so you can bleep it if it's several seconds delayed or whatever you're going to do. But having mic'd up things to players to me isn't a bad idea at all. And I think it would be fantastic for the sport. However, especially in a playoff game and like having some of these interviews from ESPN people who I'm going to be honest with you, I've been completely disappointed in the the 
quality of the broadcast, just the way they're talking about the game, the way they're, the way they're talking about the players. And I've been watching all, all of them and the ESPN national broadcasters. I'm not impressed with, and I think it's not helping the game of baseball at all, but having them get on there and just, I don't know, do these interviews with players that really they're not, they're not that exciting and entertaining the game is exciting and entertaining enough right now like I don't need to hear an interview with one of the players out there if you want to mic them up so I can hear what they're saying or hear what they're saying in the dugout go for it I'm all for that but I don't need to sit there and inter- like I don't need to hear some you know scripted interview of questions or you know that they're going to ask a player out there when I'm trying like it's an elimination game for them and I'm excited enough just watching the damn game yeah and and you, it's funny that you mentioned like the broadcast, the national broadcast, and and I agree. And if you're going to reference somebody's article, ESPN national broadcast, you might want to cite them. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and not to mention that, anyways, it's it's fine. There's just certain people that if you read an article and you, you get you know an exclusive from it, just say, hey, Jessica Klein tweet from NBC Sports. Yeah, about that interview. I don't know. It doesn't take that long to do. Um, but yeah, and I. I, and I'm with you and stuff. And like, luckily Ramon Lorano was extremely entertaining and he was great. And the guy is, his nickname is laser because he's so effing focused. And, but he also had no problem being like ignoring and, you know, even Canna said, if I, worst case scenario, I say, fuck off. I don't want to do this interview. Like that's the worst case scenario and everything like that. But especially because it was, that was overshadowed. So yeah, Ramon Laureano dropped an F-bomb, but we were also up in arms about the fact that this happened during a postseason game. We forgot that it was an authentic F-bomb against Jimenez who was injured. And, and oh, the reason why Ramon Laureano dropped an F-bomb was because Jimenez is injured, but he's still fast as fuck. And that's why he dropped the F-bomb. So we forget about that. So I, I immediately was like, oh wait, that was a cool moment, but why did they do it during postseason elimination games? So it takes the attention away. And I think you kind of forget about that fact, but there's a lot of people chirping and it was a lot. And like even big names that I usually, that are into the content and love swag were not. It's just I, like, I think, I hope, cause I've always been a big advocate of the mic'd up thing. Yeah. I hope it doesn't get mixed into that because I think that's very different. Miking up players versus some national. And again, maybe this is just because I was frustrated in general with the broadcast that this kind of annoyed me. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, and that's another issue that I think like we need to talk about is are the, the national broadcasts. These these people do not watch. They don't know the team. And it's funny because I listen to them in with certain teams and they say things and I'm like, oh, wow, huh, interesting. And I start to believe, and usually they're, you know, spicy, like little tidbits of or whatever. I don't know. And then I think about it for a second. I have to stop myself. And I'm like, wait a second. I know that almost like, of the time when I hear them talking about somebody that I know well out there, what they're saying is inaccurate. It's outdated. It's just not, it's not right. Yeah. And so then I catch myself and I'm like, okay, I need to keep that in my frame of reference when I listen to these other guys. And, but the problem is, is the majority of people are listening to these broadcasts, like how I am with some of these other teams that I don't know. And you kind of take them for like at their word for what they're saying. And a lot of like, you haven't been following the team. Like I saw one of the writers, um, 
some, I forget who it was that tweeted, um, he's with the Reds, but he was like, oh yeah, like something about, um, we really enjoyed a, you know, having a rod at all our games in Cincinnati, you know, broadcasting because the way he's talking about it is if he knows his team so well yeah. and they're, they, I guess I, I just pick it up because especially, I mean, you hear it with Bauer and Bauer's so controversial. So he's always somebody that they love to talk about and there's so much, so much to talk about and kind of dissect with him and the things that they were going on and on about. I'm like, Jesus, First of all, the Garrett Cole and Bauer beef. I'm like, do you know? I they were like, it's well documented that they hate each other. I'm like, okay, sure. Ten years ago, ten years ago, what were you like ten years ago? But ten years ago in college, they yeah. didn't get along. And then it's well documented to the contrary on MLB.com that you even have Trevor saying like, you know, he's that was in the past, and I'm really happy for his success and blah blah blah. So they everything is just so outdated and they're just perpetuating these false narratives that I hate and drive me crazy with, especially with Bauer. And it's frustrating and I can't stand it. And they're, I mean, you hear, I tweeted something about the A-Rod comment or A-Rod's comment about Votto. It was just odd. Um, The whole thing. I don't know. I'm not a fan of. No. And it's, and I'm glad you brought that up because it reminded me last year, you mentioned A-Rod, the, obviously the A's made the A-O wildcard game. I don't like to relive it only because I always see Sean Mania's face after he lost. Um, and it just broke my heart. Um, but before you're like, obviously it's the Coliseum. We know what the Coliseum looks like, right? I love the Coliseum. It's hosted some of the biggest career moments of my life, but it's like a shithole, right? We all yeah. know that. Yes. <laughs> but it's my shithole, you know, like I, I, like I know all the crevices and everything like that. So when I walk out to the AL wildcard game and there's Buster only there who I definitely respect, but they had this ESPN baseball tonight flag out there. There's A-Rod and Jessica Mendoza walking around. I'm sitting there like, what? It's like, I, it's like you, you notice the cute guy, but then the guy, the cute guy takes off his glasses and now you notice him. It's like, no, no, no. He was hot with the glasses on, but now he's sexier because he, I don't know, he washed his face and took off his glasses. Like, where were you guys the entire season? You know, yeah, they, and no one shows up, but then they act like they know so much. And like, I don't know who's doing their research for them. But and think about the Reds and the A's where literally nobody, no, unfortunately gives a shit about that team. Right. I mean, yeah. especially the A's. So it's like, you know, you don't know anything about the A's because you can just tell in the way that you speak and especially going up against a certain team, you're like, but can you, but like, can you tell in the way that they speak? Because that's my, that's my issue with it is because I feel like you can't, they talk with, they say things with such conviction That's fair. and and I'm but then but I like, like from someone worse. who what I feel like that's worse almost because I that, that's yeah. what I'm saying is they yeah. don't just acknowledge like we you know we've heard this or I don't know or have your actual local broadcasters give you information like interview them before ask yeah. them about to talk about someone that is actually following names but to have big these big names come in that probably, you know, honestly, probably are reading the roster for the first time. It's the first time they're seeing names, like some of those yeah. names. Okay. And then they're going to go in and start telling you about what they were like in high school and, and, you know, what their stories about them in, you know, in the clubhouse. And you know, nothing about this team. Yeah. I know you know nothing about them because I've heard a majority of the things you say and they're wrong. Yeah. 
No, I absolutely agree. It's like, does it hurt to do your homework? Like go to the local people. That's, that's what keeps like, you go to the newspapers. That's why the newspapers need to keep thriving. And there is one particular A's beat writer who tweeted out today and said, yeah, I'm going to go back to listening to the local broadcast because. It, uh, yeah. yeah, I've, the only reason I've kept it on a little bit is just to really take in how absurd some of the shit they say. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because it's mind blowing and I don't know when they, they're not helping. They're not helping the sport at all. I agree. Um, I agree. And especially people who they are the smaller market teams and people like inject the local obsession in the veins. Like we have a Marcus Simeon and Mark Canna who, and Bob Melvin are Bay area natives. So you can't bullshit them. And exactly. They listen. Yeah. I don't see a rod talking to those three just gonna say but yeah yes it is that's actually a really good point because now that we're going toward the world series this happens every year right it's it's like oh now you care like tbs where have you been besides like showing family guy and whatever that show is you know it's i guess my my issue like i'm not asking them to care all season i don't expect them to because you know look like some of these small like that's not what you like the world that they're in and in the entertainment world and broadcasting media there's no reason for them to care about these smaller market teams however when these smaller market teams do make it to the big stage i think you need to give the smaller market broadcasters that opportunity to they get to talk about their team because they can do it with a lot more sincerity and accuracy than the the national broadcasters can yeah, and I agree. And it's all, it also makes, like, it puts the uh, local stuff on, you know, a bigger platform. And that's good for yeah. everybody involved. And, you right. know, and you could just tell, like, the genuine people. I'm not saying that all ESPN people are bad or all Fox Sports no, are yeah. bad, but it just, don't be fake about it. So I'm, I'm with you. And we're just, definitely, just do your research. Yeah, just do your research and we'll see that as the World Series comes. But do you think it's going to be a weird, postseason because I mean like I feel like I'm adjusted now I and I was talking to I had Boog Sean be on Bok Talk recently just last night and it's just gonna be I feel like I'm more busy now than ever because like you can just flip-flop and do something so quickly turning on my computer so I've adjusted really well I'm actually looking forward to covering the postseason from home um but I know it's just gonna be insane so how are what are your thoughts heading into the World Series as far as just like soaking it in as like a baseball fan as the consumer? Um, it's interesting because like it's different. I'm bummed. I'm bummed for Bauer. The Reds are out. Um, I'm. This is nothing to do with the Cardinals, but to see like the Padres, if they get eliminated, it's going to make me sad. Cause I love watching that team. Yeah. Um, so I look like, I think it's going to be kind of the same um, just because I'm not, unless like somebody, I have a player or whoever in the, in the race, it's more of like, I just get to enjoy it. I'm not working it kind of like you are. Yeah. Um, but I will say now, which this, this part sucks in a way it's like, I'm full force, like free agency now and yeah. dealing with that. And 
it's like I the I have to put almost the postseason stuff on the back burner because like mm-hmm. I got to focus on this. So that part does doesn't suck, but it's like I it's I love like yesterday was so fun just being sucked into it. Like yeah. I literally started watching games, woke up, started watching games, like looked at the clock. I'm like, oh my god, how is it five o'clock already? Right. And I swear it was like only an hour that went by, but it's just fun. Whereas now it's like, okay, no, like now is my, se- my season basically has started now. And so yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you too, is like when, when you and I were recently, I feel like you and me on social media, it's been like a shit show with you and I, but I also feel cause Trevor's a free agent, right? Is he, but he's like a free agent the moment that last out happened. So the moment the game was over, like, what's your mentality? It's like, okay, we're in, I know it happened during the season, but like, my my mentions blew up about like where's Trevor gonna go and you're sitting there like that's like well, let me breathe. So first of all, I've been getting for the last probably since the beginning of the season since it started, but in the last month or so, um, my my mentions have been filled with ridiculous photoshops um, yeah. and people like of people photoshopping Trevor, you know, with their team which, you know, is great. There's some really good people on Photoshop out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, make me skinny, guys. Just- yeah, yeah. Here, let me send you a few pictures my way, <laughs> or your way. Yeah. Um, but I do, yeah, I, it's been blowing up. It's interesting. I was actually talking about to Bauer about this um, the other night, but how there's certain fan bases that I hear so much from. And then I was, and I was telling him like, there's a few that I just, I haven't even heard from and I don't know why. And it's not like, it's just because I'm only hearing about teams that are relevant in Trevor's market, like in the central or something like I'm getting people. I mean, shit, the angels fan base coming at me hard. Dodgers fan base, San Diego fan base. I got the Mets fan base. I've got New York. I've got Boston. I've got like all these different fans. But then there's like, the A's aren't really reaching out. No, 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 wait, hold on. Actually, I have, but I think it's because of you. Yeah, probably. Um, but I have- and, also, and all the people are like, oh yeah, ask Rachel to have Trevor come yeah. over. Also, you won't be hearing from us hardcore because we literally cannot afford Trevor. Yeah. Um, you know, you never know what could happen, but um, which just it's it's like I have to be so careful now, like everything I say. Right, right. Uh, but I will say, like, yeah, it is. I, I did like I tweeted out, you know, a few days ago before the postseason started that look like I I'm loving all the photoshops. It's fun, whatever. Um, but right now, like, all all we're thinking about is like Bauer in Cincinnati Red. And yeah. because right now he's still a Cincinnati red yeah. and it's always a we- it's like a weird, it's not a goodbye and you don't want to make it a goodbye because look, for all we know, Trevor goes back to Cincinnati, you know, come 2021, right. but you know, he's, he's on the open market now. And so it's sad because I, I will say this, like I've seen Trevor, this was my first year on Twitter. Um, but I have seen Trevor and I have known each other for 10 years. So I have seen all the Twitter messes that he gets into and all the things that people say to him on Twitter, um, because inevitably I end up like seeing that stuff. And the Reds fan base, like there was nothing but love for that fan base. And, and people will say, well, yeah, when you win, when you're basically a Cy Young, you know, performer, the pitcher, then, you know, of course there's going to be nothing but love. But he brought, first of all, he brought a lot to Cincinnati in terms of just attention and just the, you know, like love for the city. Um, 
And even before this season, let's not forget that he was, you know, he, his body was like, he had hurt his ankle a little bit. So at the end of last season, it was a rough, rough season. The la- when he got traded and those last few weeks, he did not perform well, but I did not hear, like, I didn't see any bad shit from the yeah. Red fan base and that's rare. And so yeah. I have the utmost respect for that fan base because they're just, they're, they're classy, good I agree. People. So I have a huge Reds following because of my Votto affinity and I, and I hate to say this would rather deal with them with than some of the teams that I cover quite a bit. That's yeah. I mean, look, like I love a lot of fan bases are great, but you always have, I mean, and especially in the big markets you, and look, I saw it in Cleveland and Cleveland fan base. There are a lot of really good people, but there are some very not nice people. Bauer went through a roller coaster there. I mean, you had the whole city for, you know, like two years hated him and basically blamed him for losing the world series somehow. Um, but you know, it's look, even when Trevor had probably one of the, the worst stretches of his, you know, few weeks of his career when he first got to Cincinnati, um, obviously turned it around, but I, there was, it was, it's a, it was a great fan base and, you know, I know, I don't know what's going to happen in 2021, but I like, I thoroughly enjoyed having a client in Cincinnati. Um, Yeah. And I, and I feel like it was such a, I mean, even before Trevor went to the Reds, I just love that organization and I'm not just doing that to kiss up to anybody and the Reds fans that follow me know how much I love the organization, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. And as far as how I'm viewing the postseason, I'm yeah. nervous because I am exhausted already, but mama loves to keep it rolling. So you'll, you'll be good. You'll get that adrenaline yeah. rush. I today, I think I wrote eight articles. I wrote three before the game even started. And look, I mean, I didn't have a lot of tapings to do, but this, the A's man, they are just so much fun and they make it interesting and they've made my job so much easier, especially the front office people and the communications people. And I just can't believe we're here. I wish I was obviously more on site and, and all of that, but I mean, I, I'm a big, big fan of, of the A's. Um, I think large, I mean, obviously somewhat because of you, but I've really enjoyed watching watching this team and, you know, knowing a few guys there. Um, it's a fun, it's a fun team. I was telling my mom, um, today when they ended up advancing and I was like, Oakland, Oakland's advancing. And she was like, are we supposed to be like, okay, are we excited about that? I'm like, yes, we're excited about that. And my mom, by the way, she picks her fan bases based on, um, so, she'll claim any team in her state. And I'm like, so you have what, four, right. Four different teams. That's not how that works. Like she'll be, she'll root for the Dodgers, like in the world series. I'm like, you, you can't root for the Dodgers. Like our hometown team. I mean, it's always been San Francisco. Like, so you, you cannot root for the Dodgers kind of thing. And she's like, why they're from California. So like, that's if, you know, because it was, you know, when you had, the Dodgers and whatever other team in the postseason, she's like, I'll root for the Dodgers. I'm like, it just goes against everything that like a Giants fan would do. For sure. But I was like, Mom, you should root for the A's. Like, obviously. And she's like, Oh, okay, yeah. I'm like, so she, yeah, she's 
now she's excited too for you guys. There you go. And it's really cool because you can't hate the A's, which makes my job a lot easier. Like, yeah. there's no reason to actually hate them. Um, it might change if they do really, really well this season. Um, but that's what they're like the Cubs. Um, the when so when Trevor was in with the Indians when they went to the World Series, obviously, and you know uh, had to face the Cubs. It, I was like, look, of any team because I at the time, like, I didn't want them to have to go and like face the Dodgers or something. I was like, of any team that you could lose the world series to, you can't hate the Cubs. Like they had that curse, you know, they're this young team. That's super fun. It was, they were super fun to watch. And, you know, obviously I think that was kind of a consensus amongst most baseball fans at the time. And then it, you know, shifted a little after they won and people didn't feel that way, but I agree. I think right now people, I mean, it's like the Padres too. People love it. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. So it's, it'll be an interesting season or postseason, And I don't know. It just, it's, I feel like it's so fast that like you're, it's just going to be a good time. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited too. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot, but I'm pumped and yeah. Well, that was fun, Rach. I'm um, totally spent, but you're absolutely amazing. And I love you. I love you. I love you too. Cheers. Um, here's to, I, I'm going to, I'm going to root for, for your A's. Um, you, mama. So yeah. Um, let's go get the Strohs. <laughs> yeah, that's, you think I'm tired now? Good Lord. <laughs> well, Thanks you're for- going to have a battle to come on Twitter. Like there's, I have never been called the C word more than by Astros fans. For sure. For sure. You, Astros fans are still in like, I think Trevor tweeted something today about it. He's like, why are you guys still in my mentions? <laughs> like, stop, go away. He's like, just leave but- yeah. Can you imagine what if Trevor ends up in Houston? Oh my gosh. I'm going to need more than just one glass of whiskey. <laughs> and you'll oh, have man. five. <laughs> It'll be yeah, good. All right. Well, we will see you next time on another episode of Corked Up. And thanks for sticking with us throughout the season, y'all. This is a lot of fun. Yep. It's been, it's been fun. It has All been right. Fun. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.